0: The phone calls that the number 11 pick up the draft and Bill Parcells and Jerry Jones was on the phone and I was like oh my god oh okay it was a big surprise for me because I didn't think that they they would want me because I didn't go on that visit so it, it was pretty cool and you know Texas is like Alabama it's nice southern um you know hospitality you know great here and uh so it, it was a great opportunity for me.
1: Hi, I'm Pete McCall and welcome to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. That voice you heard in the beginning is Demarcus Ware, a 12-season veteran of the NFL and a Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos. I wanted to talk with Demarcus about his recent transition out of professional football and into his new career as a personal trainer. Demarcus is not the only one. A number of former professional athletes, have turned to second careers in the fitness industry, which makes sense. These are individuals who spend their entire lives doing fitness, doing exercise, to play a sport, and then when they retire from that sport and they look for that second phase in life, they come up with, well, why not get into fitness? It's something they've been consumed with and they know how to achieve in an extremely high level. Now, a little side note, this wasn't the reason why I interviewed DeMarcus But for those of you out there who might have kids, and you might have kids playing sports, what I really want you to pay attention to is what DeMarcus and I talk about in the beginning of the interview. And this has been a common theme of the All About Fitness podcast. Growing up, DeMarcus didn't play a lot of football. In fact, DeMarcus wanted to focus on another sport. You'll hear that story. But the reason why I say that, where I live in Southern California, I see a lot of kids who play a sport year round. They only play one sport. They might only play baseball. They might only play soccer. Well, everything, all the research is indicating, when you talk to the best sports coaches in the world, when you talk to the best conditioning coaches, I've had this conversation with Mike Boyle, one of the top strength and conditioning coaches in the US. If you really wanna help a child, if you really wanna help a kid become a better athlete, have them play different sports. Have them play as many sports as possible while they're growing up. And by that I mean between like ages 6 or 7 and about 14 15 years old. Between ages 9 and 11 or 9 and 12, those are called the skill hungry years. That's when the kids can really adapt to a number of different sports and learn a number of different things. That helps them become better athletes. Playing only one sport could actually limit a kid's athletic development, limit a kid's athletic potential. That's what I that's one of the things I found fascinating about speaking with DeMarcus today was the fact that he had a background, not only in football, but he played in a number of different sports. And you'll hear that story from him. Another thing I want you to pay attention to is what he does off the field to prepare or what he did off the field to prepare for the playing season. You have to keep in mind that a number of years ago, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, professional athletes in most of the sports had other jobs, had other careers. They would play their sport for the season and then most of the, the rank-and-file players would go and have another job in the offseason. One of the reasons why the NFL has traditionally had two-a-day camps and why football does two-a-days is to get people in shape to play football for the season. Well, in the last 15 to 20 years, the strength and conditioning of athletes, not only professional athletes but high school athletes, the strength and conditioning of athletes has changed significantly now, athletes like DeMarcus, athletes like LeBron James, athletes like Tom Brady are training year-round. In fact, I want you to think about this. I talked about youth sports. If you have a kid playing high school sports right now and they have a strength and conditioning coach, that's, he has access to better strength and conditioning insights than professional athletes did 25, 30 years ago. And I mean that. In the 1970s and 80s, the thought was that strength training would slow athletes down. And now, I mean, it's fascinating to hear what DeMarcus talks about, about how he prepared what he did to be able to play at such a high level in the NFL. I wanted to set that up because I want you to pay attention to the number of different sports that DeMarcus played growing up. I believe personally that one of the reasons why he achieved a high level of success in the NFL was his background as an athlete, not just as a football player, but as an athlete. And number two... I want to hear what he talks about in terms of his preparation, what he would do off the field to prepare to be the best possible on the field. If you want to follow DeMarcus and see the type of workouts that you can be doing to train like a top NFL linebacker, you can go to DeMarcus Ware. That's at DeMarcus Ware on Instagram. I'll have that down below in the show notes. He has a fitness app coming out soon. This is a remarkable young man who's made that transition from professional sports to fitness professional, Mr. DeMarcus Ware. Today on the All About Fitness podcast, this is an honor. It's the first time I'm speaking with a Super Bowl champion. It's
0: DeMarcus Ware. How are you doing today, DeMarcus? Hey, doing doing great, man. It's great that you invited me on the podcast, man. And I know we got a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, man. I really appreciate your taking the time. Now, one of the things that, that you grew up in Alabama, right? You grew up playing football in Alabama?
0: Oh, yeah. I grew up in uh, Auburn, Alabama, played football there. Um, it's crazy, but football was the last sport that I wanted to play. I played baseball, basketball, ran track. And then I blew my shoulder out playing baseball. And, and my coach was like, Demarcus, I don't think you would be good enough to be, you know, to play baseball. Maybe you should play football. I really? I think that was a great decision. Yeah, man. I started playing my junior year. <laughs> well, that's one of the things
1: I saw. I saw that you had what the high jump and the long you had the long jump record for high school. <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. They were like, Demarcus, you made state and long jump and high jump. I'm like, Yeah. But baseball was like, the sport that I always wanted to play and injuries took me out of that and put me in almost like my destiny, my destined sport, which was football.
1: Wait, that's crazy, dude. So, you, so you got injured from baseball and you decided to take up football mm-hmm. and just because what, what position were you in baseball?
0: I was right field and pitcher. I mean, I couldn't hit worth the leg but I can sling that ball and, <laughs> and and I can field it. And, uh, I, and I guess that was like my Achilles heel, but then football came a calling. and, and the crazy thing was, I played wide receiver in high school, so I was like 185 pounds. I wasn't big, and there were no scholarship given to me. And so one time, you know, got one offer from Troy University, and then you know the rest is history.
1: Well, that's what I saw because I was surprised when I was looking up when I was doing my research. Was I thought you would have gone to a, to a bigger school because you were drafted? <laughs> what you're drafted like in the top ten in the first round?
0: Yeah, so I was 11 pick. In the uh, draft, but um, I was a late bloomer. So I gained about 51 pounds. I grew three inches in college, got to 6'5", about 250. I started at 185 coming in soaking wet with pads on. And uh, it just got to a point to where, you know, I grew into myself and, and became a beast after that.
1: Well, let me talk about that for a second. And and this isn't one of the things I try to do is I get a lot of people listening to the podcast who have kids that are growing, you know, have kids like maybe 12, 13, junior high and high school. How important was it for you, DeMarcus, growing up to play different sports? Because the one thing that concerns me is a parent might get their kid only playing baseball or only playing football like age 10 on. But how important was it for you to develop as an athlete to play those different sports?
0: I think that is great. Um, for the parents in general to put their kids in different sports because you hone in on different types of mentalities or different types of skills, right? Let's say with baseball, you're big on hand and eye coordination, right? And basketball, you learn how to shield, you you learn how to use your body, block people out. Football, you learn more of the um, aggressive aspects of being able to focus under pressure, having everything skilled, playing that chess match. And then in track, you are like your solo act. You go out there, you run, and you have to go and beat somebody. And it teaches speed. So I think when you start thinking about the the great athletes, the champions, you go back and you look at that they just didn't play football or they just didn't play baseball. They played a lot of sports to dial in on a lot of their athleticism.
1: That, and see, that's the thing I, I want parents to pay attention to is to try to get the kids as much skill as possible. And then when a kid gets older to, to pick up on to pick up on one single sport. Now, right. th- that aside, what did it feel like when you got that call, man? And they said, all right, the Dallas Cowboys want to take you. What was that feeling like after all those years of hard work and sweat to know that you're going to get an opportunity to go play at the highest level of the sport?
0: You know, what's so crazy? I remember. Um, going on my pro visits, like when you go and visit the teams. I went to Atlanta, I went to San Diego, um, the Jets, just to name a few teams. And I got to my last visit because you can only have five visits. So I was at number five, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys said, you know what? We got our guy and we don't um, think that, you know, you'll be a great fit for us. And I'm looking like, okay, well, number 10. Actually, number 12 was San Diego at the time in the draft. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to San Diego because they liked me. All of a sudden, it was pretty cool. And, you know, Texas is like Alabama. It's nice Southern, um, you know, hospitality, you know, great here. And uh, so it it was a great opportunity for me.
1: Real quick, I just need to give you my pitch. If you're a fan of the All About Fitness podcast, you you can become a supporter of it three different ways one by buying one of my ebooks. I have Dynamic Anatomy which teaches you how your body functions. I have Exercise for the Fountain of Youth which shows you teaches you how exercise can slow down the aging process. And then I have Total Body Core Training which goes into strength training from the inside out. Each one of those ebooks is only $7. I have workouts. I have a Kettlebell Conditioning Workout, I have a Dumbbell Strength Workout and I have a Functional Core Training Workout. Each eight-week workout program is twelve dollars and makes you a supporter of the All About Fitness Podcast. With the workout programs, you get recovery, you get metabolic conditioning, you get a whole package for a very low price. And then finally, the super to become a super fan, you purchase a bundle. Bundle is a combination of ebooks and workouts, and that's the super fan is $19. By purchasing content and supporting the All About Fitness Podcast, you become eligible. For exclusive content that i'm not going to make available anywhere else in december i'll be doing a quick webinar about a half hour webinar for people who've purchased content on how exercise slows down the aging process that's the subject of my new book ageless intensity that's going to be for anybody who's bought a piece of content over the past year if you want to sign up for my email list i put out a lot of content now i'm doing blogs i'm doing youtube videos sign up for my email list you go to pete mccallfitness.com. That's PeteMcCallFitness.com. You sign up for the email list. I'll send you a free chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts. And I'll send you a free workout, a free bodyweight workout that you can do anywhere you take your body. There you go. There's my ask. And that's – see, I think that's – but now I'm kind of bummed because I was a San Diego fan until they moved. But <laughs> we could have had you with the Chargers. Um, that's where I live. I live in a North County, San Diego, in Carlsbad. Now, let no. me ask you this. How much work – because I think, I think people will be surprised to know because the one thing I see, DeMarcus, is I've been a strength coach for a long time. And like I said, I never played at the highest level of your sport. I, I, I was a rugby player. I played rugby uh, mm-hmm. men's club, still rugby. a hard
0: sport, still a hard sport.
1: <laughs> oh, we don't get the we don't get the limelight like uh, NFL players <laughs> do. But I, I want what I want people to understand is how much time goes into off-field preparation. Like because we see you guys for a couple hours on a Sunday afternoon, but how much work in terms of training and, and and classroom prep and all that in order to make it in the NFL? Because you see somebody come out of college, they might have a lot of talent in college. But, but from my, my observation, if they don't learn how to put in that work and put in the hours, they only have maybe two or three years in the league. So talk a little bit about the off-field work that it takes to be successful in the league.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I'll just start with, first of all, your diet. I mean, I had to hire a nutritionist but also a chef because I had to have about 6,000 to 7,000 calories a day of good calories. And, and let's just say I started my day at 530 um, to where I would eat, and then I will eat again. Um, right after I lift. So I would lift for an hour and 30, around about 6.15, and I would eat right after that. Um, Two hours after that, I would eat again. These aren't snacks. These are like full meals that I would have prepared because, I mean, I can't go out and go and buy the fast food all the time I was at work. So everything had to be like shipped in. Uh, And that's just one part of it. Like the meetings and the preparation. We uh, probably about 50 hours or 60 hours um, a week, we would have to prepare for a team that we might play twice, but no matter what, it's always a different game plan. And so, right after work, I had four hours of treatment. And that's either I'm doing acupuncture, massage, um, roughing, you know, cryotherapy, ozone, prolotherapy, PRP. I mean, you name it. I probably spent probably $200,000 a year easy on just the training and treatment stuff that I had to do um, off the field. So, and that's every single week just to prepare for one game where I tear my body up and I have to start all back over again. So that was like so, you had to be so mentally focused to be that way to where, you know what, I'm going to prepare for six days, beat myself up on the seventh day on Sunday or Monday or Thursday night game and get ready to start all back over again and how fast can I recover to get back to perform again.
1: And see, that's the one thing that's really changed the last 10 years or so, right, is the science Mm -hmm. of recovery. We now Mm -hmm. know a lot more about how to treat the body after training. Is that something, because you were in the league during that time when that that really shifted, did you notice that change over the course of your career, how recovery protocols really changed and the type of stuff you would do after you'd worked out and after you played?
0: Yeah, um, you know, when I first got into the league, I got in with the older guys and, and the first thing I thought about, okay, if these guys have been playing for 15 years, they have to be doing something, right? And they're like, hey, Demarcus, make sure you get a massage after practice. Make sure you get acupuncture. It was more of the steak and potatoes, more of the Western medicine type things that they used, right? And those guys were huge, like the Larry Allens and the Floza Adams and the Jonathan Ogmans, guys that are 6'9", 360 pounds that I had to go against. So they were just beasts, right? Um, but then I started seeing it shift when people started thinking about cryotherapy, lasers, using T4 lasers. OK, all right, well, Demarcus, you need to massage this way before you work out, then do cryotherapy and then acupuncture to activate the your neurological system. And, and you're like, for real, are oh, we going to do all of this before I actually <laughs> go out and play? And it actually worked. Right. And they're like, hey, I've never taken an IV before the game, like, you know, to make sure I'm hydrated. But then I started taking the IV before the game and I'm so hydrated and I still drink during the game, but you're hydrated and you don't get the cramps. So all of this, the medicine, the Western medicine added in with the new science created almost like the performance beast that now you can go out, you can recover, you can perform in a way that you've never been able to perform and start all back over again the next week.
1: And see, that's that's what I like about watching the NFL, just as as some of you understands physiology, is I am awed by the amount of work you guys do and and the amount of preparation it takes to play the sport at at the level that you guys play it at. And at what point did you decide, as you're looking to wind down your NFL career, what point did you decide that you want to get into fitness? Because you opened up a gym this year, and and as you mentioned, you're working on a fitness app. At what point did you make that decision and say, hey, this is going to be my second career?
0: You know what, um, like my whole career... I always train guys, right? I trained them in the technique of, you know, defensive end, outside linebacker, more the football technique. And then as I got into the weight room, I started seeing that these exercises that I was doing in the weight room correlate to what I'm doing on the football field. And so a lot of the players start doing the same things that I were that I was doing because they wanted to be just as good or better than I was. So once I retired, I'm like, okay. What do you enjoy doing? I said, first of all, I love to motivate people. I was a captain for 12 years in the NFL, you know, won championships and was the best at what I did. But how can I instill that in people, not just fans from inside of the stadium, but the fans outside of the stadium? And I said, if I can make my new locker room the weight room, I can touch more people. I can motivate them in a way to where I'm still a coach. I'm still a mentor. I'm still a motivator in their lives, but they're living more fit, more healthier lives. And they're motivated to create some change in themselves. And so I'm like, that's, that's perfect. Now I got a new team. My team's even bigger, you know?
1: That's I love hearing that man. And, and just, it's funny because I've got I've gotten the opportunity to work with maybe 10 or 12 guys over the year that played uh, that played in the league for some only played for a season or two and others played for, for a number of years. And the one thing that always that I'm always um, surprised not surprised at but I always respect is their their approach towards teamwork and their their approach to being serious serious about it. So let me ask you this question though, because you 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 went from the Cowboys, you played with the Broncos, and then you, you went back to the Cowboys and retired as a Cowboy, right? Yes. Yeah, and then how has Jerry Jones been a mentor towards you? Because you started a business now, you opened up a gym, and one of the Mm -hmm. things I was reading about and one of the things I've just heard about is that he really takes a lot of, he he puts a lot of uh, emphasis and care on his players. So has has Mr. Jones been a mentor towards you and how has he helped you as you've gone into this next phase of your career?
0: I think as as I transitioned, I've transitioned into not just a football player anymore, but a businessman, right? Using a platform that, I've created from playing a sport and now doing something that I love, but learning from like a Jerry Jones, like, Hey, this is how you open a business up. This is how you run the business. These are the things that you need to invest in. And just from that standpoint, running the business here at three volt fitness here in trophy club, I opened it during the pandemic and I thought that it was going to get crushed, but I mean, it's been only what three or four months and I have over a hundred members already there. And they're consistently coming in, they're consistently working out because they love the atmosphere, the service that, you know, I'm giving them. But also, it's like one of those things that where when you go somewhere for 45 minutes to an hour and it it becomes your oasis, you want to always come back to it because you're getting results and you feel good after. You know, a lot of people don't think, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because, um, you know, it's hard. Great. You come in here, it's going to be hard. I'm going to challenge you. But from the challenges that we give you, you're going to get the results and you're going to get the change that you need.
1: And, and see, I love that, man, because we have to remember that when people come into the gym, they're giving us one hour of their time. Right. right. Is there, They're giving us one hour out of their day. And time is the most precious resource because you can go out and buy more things, but you can't buy more time. Now, it, and I always take that seriously for people listening or for people taking a workout with me. I want to honor their time by making mm-hmm. it worthwhile. Now, I only got you for another minute or two, but mm-hmm. why the name 3Volt? What does 3Volt mean? And, and how do you feel now that you are a, a fitness club owner and you are having the, that impact on people's lives?
0: You know what? 3Volt came from the three methods of fitness, right? And we all go back into the first method is being able to stabilize what you're trying to lift. So I have a room that's built more on warm ups, activations, where you're stabilizing and you're building I would say your neurological pathways to make sure your muscles are working the right way. And then, you know, from that some you go into the endurance and hypertrophy phase to where I have like the hit room. So you now are more in that building phase, building that muscle because you know how to use it. Right. And now I want to tr- like, I would say tread down a little bit or burn calories. And so I have a tread room. With you know Woodway treadmill, step up boxes, elliptical machines in there. I mean, a place to where you can go get your cardio. So it's like the three methods of fitness. I want you to come in uh, be, and be electrified in three different ways, and not get bored, but still be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish, but not even thinking about it. So now I can say, you know, this, let's say this guy has you know shoulder problems, back problems. I'll put him into the warm up and activation room one day or two days during the week. Okay, cool. He loves to run. i put him in some of the tread room because he wants to lose a little bit of weight, but he won't, he don't want to lose his muscle. So I give him a little bit of hit. So it's the same training methods, but I'm using the rooms to give them the results that they need.
1: And see, I like that, man. You're taking a very scientific approach. And to be honest, dude, you, you basically just you just talked about the science in my I the second book I just wrote is called Ageless Intensity. It's how exercise mm-hmm. slows down the aging process. Mm-hmm. And you just basically talked about it right there.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, <great>. not- <laughs>
1: not only are you helping people lose weight, but you can legitimately tell people that you're helping them slow down the aging process. So people, you have a very active Instagram feed. What do you try to do with Instagram? Cause you, cause I know you talk, you're talking, you're, you're talking about building an app. How are you using your Instagram feed to, to connect with people and to motivate people?
0: Mm, I think motivate inform, and then them being able to implement what I'm trying to portray to them. Um, first of all, I want to give them an image of what they want to see. Because I feel like what you see is probably what you what you want to be like, right? What you listen to, but also what you feed your spirit with. So I try to add all of that together on my social. So now people gravitate to that because it connects with them in some type of way. But then I use that to also push you into things where I feel like will help you. If it's working out through fitness, if it's some motivational stuff, whatever it is, it's a place where you can go to where you know and you find out about me, but you also find out about some other things that you didn't think that you'd be interested in that's on there. So it's informative too as well.
1: And see, I was looking through that feed, man. And and for listeners, if you want to learn what it's like to train like an NFL, would you consider yourself a linebacker or, or a DN? What, what where'd you where would you consider your, what what position would you consider yourself, Demarcus? Well,
0: you know what the thing is, man, they they've always it's called a tweener. So I played <laughs> both of them. <laughs> uh but for me, I was a stand-up defensive end. Um, All right. So, you know, yeah, I was a stand-up defensive end. So it's like you can put your hand down, three-point stance, still play the same thing, standing up. So that's what I was.
1: Uh, well, for people that want to find out, the people uh, that, that want to see how uh, one of the top uh, defensive linemen, defensive end, top outside linebackers plays, a tweener, one of the top tweeners plays, you have to check out Demarcus's Instagram feed. What is that, DeMarcus? Give them uh, your Instagram feed real quick.
0: It, it's at DeMarcus where? And the same thing on Twitter is real nice and simple. Just my name and, and throw that symbol on there and you'll find it.
1: And then finally, the last question, man, before we wrap up, and, and I really appreciate your time. Who is your favorite quarterback to sack? Of all the sacks you've had, who is your favorite to take down?
0: You know, the thing is, it's a guy that's playing right now. It's Tom Brady. I mean, he is just the epitome of what you're talking about. The ageless <laughs> player. I mean, he's 41, 42 years old, still playing – at a very, very high level because of the way he trains and the things that he is able to just do still at this age. And he was hard to take down. I mean he gets off the you know, he throws that ball. I only had two point five seconds. I mean he threw it at two point four. All right, before I got there. But being able to tackle a guy like that, if you're hitting him, that means you're probably gonna win the football game because he will take over the football game by himself. So uh he, he's for sure that quarterback that um that I wanted to say
1: and hey hopefully you get a few business tips from him because he's he's doing he's handling his business right too All hey, right, exactly. Well, hey DeMarcus Ware man Super Bowl champion owner of 3Volt Fitness and Trophy Club Texas I really appreciate your time today and I appreciate the opportunity for having you share a little bit of what it's like to uh, transition to a second career after the NFL
0: alright thank you so much
1: go to PeteMcCallFitness.com that's PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's my blog. I have a ton of information on there. And if you sign up for my mailing list, I will send you a chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts, along with a bodyweight workout that you can do anywhere you take your body. Sign up for my mailing list, and I will teach you how you can use exercise to slow down the aging process and enhance your quality of life. I only had DeMarcus for a brief period of time. He's extremely busy, and I really I want to say thank you, DeMarcus, and thank you to your colleague Randy for helping me set this up and this is really one of the things I want to be able to do on the podcast is give you insight into number one how professional athletes train but number two how they transition out of playing professional sports and how they take care of themselves after they get done playing. Now it's one thing when you are in the league and it's one thing to be playing a professional sport where you're getting paid to be in the best shape possible and I thought it was absolutely fascinating. He said he spent two hundred thousand dollars a year, two hundred grand a year, massage therapy treatment, nutrition, to be able to play his sport. Now that's not a bad return. I don't know what his contracts were, but as somebody who became a free agent, I'm sure two hundred grand a year got a pretty good return on investment for that. But I never ask anybody their their business about the financial stuff. But I want you to. The reason why I put that in there. ...is because you have the opportunity. There's technology out there to allow you to do the same thing. You can take an, you can go to an infrared sauna. You can do cryogenic, do a cryogenic recovery. It's really cold. You have negative, almost negative 300 degrees, but it's only a three-minute exposure. But there are a lot of benefits to that. With infrared sauna, there are benefits to that. Recently, I had the CEO of 8Sleep of, of on. And he talked about his temperature-controlled mattress... And he mentioned how a number of professional athletes are using his mattress. In the interview, he mentioned almost two dozen NBA players had brought their, their eight sleep mattresses with them to the, to the bubble of Orlando when they're playing the games down there. So that's, why, that's one of the reasons why I wanted, wanted to have DeMarcus on was so you can hear about how professional athletes train. And you can do the same thing. Now, you may not aspire to be playing professional football, basketball, whatever – But here's the thing. As I've mentioned time and time again, exercise, specifically high-intensity exercise, slows down the aging process. You might not be training to chase Tom Brady around a football field. I thought that was kind of a cool story. I wanted to ask that question, who's your favorite person to sack? And That was was some really cool insight. But you might not be training for that. You may not be training to to drain three-pointers on an NBA court. But what you are training for, what we're all trained for, is to enhance our quality of life. And there are things that you can do. You can monitor your heart rate with a tracker like an Apple Watch. You can use technology like Sleep. You can you, do testing like Viome. These are all recent people I've had on the podcast. And one of the reasons I've had them on the podcast is because I want you to understand that you have the ability to to, to do that same type of training, to do that same type of conditioning it can help you achieve the highest level of performance in your life. Whether you're a working, you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mother, whether you're you're working a job, if you have the resources, you can achieve that level of performance. Or if you even if you don't have the resources, you can still learn from some of these individuals about how you can adjust your training, how you can adjust your recovery protocols. You know, it's one thing to be playing, I mean these guys have to play, men like DeMarcus have to play a tremendously challenging game. And then they have six days to get ready before they play their next one. And from what I've heard, they're usually not feeling right until about Thursday or Friday. They play a game on Sunday and they're not feeling 100% until about Thursday or Friday. Then they got to turn right around and get ready to play again on Sunday. And when I played club rugby, it was the same thing. We'd play a really tough match on Saturday. Sunday would be my very easy workout. Sunday, my workouts are about 30 or 40 minutes easy on a stationary bike, about 30 or 40 minutes of mobility work, and about 20 or 30 minutes in a sauna. That would be my Sunday workout. And by Monday, be feeling pretty good to get it. Monday I could train pretty hard. Tuesday we would have training on the pitch. Wednesday would be a pretty good strength workout. Thursday I would do conditioning on my own. Then we'd have a team run through, putting putting the plays together, putting the team together for Saturday. Friday would be off if I did anything. Friday would be very light. And then Saturday we'd play. It's taking that mindset. It's taking that performance mindset. And and no, you might not be playing a sport. But I want you to think about taking that performance mindset in everything you do. And I I said this, you know, I've said this for years with clients. I would train my clients like athletes train. Not the same level of intensity, not the same level of complexity, but following the same methodology, following the same protocol, following the same science. Because if it's good enough for somebody like DeMarcus to make a lot of money playing a sport like the like football in the NFL, then it should be good enough for you and help you to enhance your quality of life, help you improve your fitness, help you reach whatever fitness goals you want to reach. That's one of my goals for this podcast moving forward is I want to try to have more athletes on or ex-athletes and how are they using fitness and exercise to maintain optimal condition as we go through the aging process. And we can learn from them. We can learn from their techniques. We can learn from their, their training ability, and that can help us achieve performance in our own lives. And again, everything I'm reading, I just finished my book, Ageless Intensity, and Ageless Intensity is how high-intensity exercise slows down the aging process. Everything I'm reading points to the fact that the evidence evidence strongly suggests that it's the higher-intensity exercise that can help us maintain our youth and help us maintain our energy and our strength and our performance well into our later years. So I'm at, at 48 years old. I still train very hard two or three days a week. The rest of the days of the week, I still train, but not as hard. And the reason why I do that is because the science says that can help extend our lifespan. That can promote longevity. That's why I produce the content I produce. That's why I write what I write. That's why I do the podcast, because I want to help you. I want to share that information with you so you can learn how to use it to enhance your quality of life. So you can learn how to use it. You can learn how to use exercise. You can use fitness to extend your lifespan. If you want to reach out to me, you can connect with me, Pete at Pete com If you go to my website, my website is com That's com If you go to my website, sign up for my mailing list. I will send you a chapter from my book, Smarter Workouts. Not only will I send you a chapter, I will send you, I will will send you a body weight workout that you can do anywhere you take your body. And in my emails, I'm not going to be sending out that many, about two a month. In my emails. I will be teaching you what you need to know and what you can do to use exercise to enhance your quality of life and extend your lifespan. I'm putting up a whole series of workout videos on my YouTube channel. That's the All About Fitness Podcast YouTube channel. And you can find that's All About Fitness Podcast on YouTube. And I'm putting up a whole series of workouts on there. I'm also putting up some other information on there. Now that my second book is in the can, I'm going to be turning my, my energy to creating more content for listeners of the podcast. I'd like to say again, a big thank you to DeMarcus, a big thank you to his team for arranging the interview, and I'd like to say a big thank you to you for listening to the All About Fitness podcast, and as always, thank you for stopping by, and I will look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.